from Manhattan Associates. Welcome to the Nucleus of Innovation, your leading retail and supply chain podcast with industry-leading guests tackling some of the most important and pressing topics and developments from around the globe, including the latest innovations happening today and how to prepare your supply chain and retail challenges of tomorrow as well. As the name would suggest here on the Nucleus of Innovation, we're heavily influenced and interested in science in general. So it's with that in mind that I'm pleased to introduce today's episode, The DNA of a Modern TMS. In biology, deoxyribonucleic acid, or DNA as you're more likely to know it, contains the biological instructions that every organism needs to develop, survive and reproduce. It's what makes every species unique. Now, of course, transportation management systems are not living organisms, so they do not have DNA in a biological sense. However, it is the individual technology markers and building blocks within a transportation management solution that provide the technical instructions as to how a TMS will plan, model, optimize, execute, and operate. In essence, just like the biological organisms and DNA, it's these technological elements that make each TMS unique. TMS has evolved significantly over the past three decades in response to advances in both technology, the changing need for shippers and shifting consumer behaviour. And while Charles Darwin wrote about the survival of the fittest as part of his evolutionary theories, today it's true to say that TMS that are the most adaptable to change are the ones that are most likely to survive and thrive today. So for today's TMS-focused episode, I'm delighted to be joined by two new guests to the show. Adrian Gonzalez, president of Atalante Research and host of the Talking Logistics vlog. We're also joined by Rod Schaefer, the vice president of transportation management at Manhattan Associates and also a TMS industry veteran. In short, today's transportation management environment is more dynamic and complex than 30 years ago. It's more dynamic and complex than it was three years ago. Adrian and Rob, thanks for joining us today and to talk about this fast-moving, fascinating space within supply chain more broadly. So before we get into the details of discussing the actual building blocks, or the DNA, if you will, of TMS in 2021, we need to understand why utilising a TMS is more important today than ever. Adrian, I know you've written a recent report. Maybe you could give us some context and set the scene for us a little around some of the key trends from the survey which informed that report. Uh, sure, uh, James, and uh, thank thank you for uh, having me on the program. Um, you know, I guess to to put it simply, I mean, there's a very large imbalance right now between freight demand and capacity availability in the market, and it's really happening across all modes. You know, trucking, ocean, parcel, rail. So, if you look at trucking, for example, there's about seven to eight loads for every truck available right now. So what you're seeing is that tender rejection rates are much higher than normal. And what, what's happening as a result is that it's forcing shippers to go out to the spot market to cover the loads and pay you know, significantly you know, higher rates. Uh, if you look at ocean transportation, you also have strong demand there, but also along with significant operational challenges such as you know, bottlenecks at ports around the world. You know, we saw recently what, what happened with the uh, Suez Canal. Uh, blockage that had a ripple effect uh, around the world, uh, lack of capacity and equipment shortages that, you know, together are driving freight rates up significantly. So basically managing costs and capacity in the current transportation market across all modes 
it is more you know challenging than ever uh, for shippers. And at the same time, you know, customer expectations around delivery are becoming more stringent. So this is not only true in the business to consumer, you know, the B two C realm, where you know consumers like you and I now expect free, fast, and you know, time definite deliveries. But it's also true in the business to business, the B two B realm, where on time and full is is now a critical uh, metric. So, you know, the bottom line, uh, James, is that you know managing transportation operations with you know Excel spreadsheets and, and manual processes is no longer a viable option. You know, at least not for companies that you know want to remain relevant and, and competitive. So TMS has truly become a, a must-have application to meet the you know, both the service and cost expectations of, of customers and, and to do so in the most cost-effective and efficient and scalable way possible in what is a very dynamic and constrained transportation environment right now. Those are all great points there, Adrian. I particularly like the the example that you gave there of unexpected challenges being, uh, being about 400,000 tonnes blocking the Suez Canal. I mean, that, that was... <laughs> That was really something to wake up to on the news, wasn't it? And I think that must have caused some headaches for a number of uh, supply chain professionals and shippers around the world. So uh, with, with that in mind, Rob, um, you've been working in the TMS space for decades now. You must have seen all sorts of challenges from volcanic eruptions, pandemics, um, ships blocking Suez, the Suez Canal and such. Um, with all that experience that you've got, what do you see as the most important building blocks of a modern TMS today? Well, James, actually, I, I think there are four. Um, first, it needs to be architected for the cloud. It simply means the application needs to be able to take advantage of the full promise of the cloud. The TMS needs to be elastic and scalable. It needs to accept updates seamlessly with zero downtime and with minimal, if any, testing on the part of the customer. And secondly, uh, it needs to provide ecosystem connectivity. You know, customers want their TMS to be the center of their universe for all things transportation related. And that means the TMS needs to accept and act upon all types of information, information that's both inherent to the TMS and third party sources like visibility, digital freight brokers, benchmark rates and traffic and weather, just to name a few. In addition, it needs to provide intelligent optimization. You know, shippers are always looking for the most cost-effective way to get their goods from point A to point B, leveraging all the modes of transportation at their disposal. To do this effectively, a TMS needs to consider all modes of transportation, both inbound and outbound, fleet and common carrier, all at the same time, while simultaneously leveraging third-party data like visibility, traffic, and weather. This requires the horsepower that only a cloud-native application can deliver. In addition, the optimization engine needs the ability to learn and self-tune to ensure the shipper is always getting the optimal result. And fourth, it needs to provide a productive user interface. You know, one of the biggest complaints I hear in the industry, regardless of application, is there are too many screens, too many clicks to get to the information that I need to do my job. A modern cloud-native application puts all the information required to do your job in one place. You're never more than two clicks away from taking action to complete a task. And the UI goes beyond just the shipper. Providing an easy-to-use interface for both vendors and carriers is also important as you want your trading partners to want to do business with you. And those are the four building blocks that I think are critical for a modern TMS. Those are, those are great points there you make, Rob. And some, some of them really stand out to me. Elastic and seamless. To be able to learn and self-tune. Those are that those are sort of 
inherent, aren't they? Those are those are those are statements and those are comments which we hear time and time again when you're talking about cloud native applications. And that other point that you made towards the end there, never being more than two clicks away in terms of an easy to use user interface. Um, that's that's key, I think, isn't it? And and Adrian, back to you now for a moment. Maybe you'd like to elaborate on a couple of those points that Rob just listed and, and give us your take on the subject from maybe more of a, an industry analysis perspective than a vendor. Uh, sure. So, I mean, I think um, when you look at the, the building blocks that Rob talked about, I mean, if, if you look at, you know, architected for the cloud. So when you when you talk about architecture and things like microservices, I mean, those things are very, in some ways, very IT centric, right? So the question becomes is why should it matter to a VP of transportation. And you know what I tell folks is that it matters because the way a TMS is architected impacts how quickly and effectively it can keep pace with the changing needs and requirements of your transportation operations. And you know as we've seen, you know over the past uh, 2 years and especially the past 18 months, you know those needs and requirements are you know are changing all the time and they're dictated by by customers and, and the ebbs and flows of, of the transportation market. Um, so the, the bottom line, you know, is that companies can no longer afford to, you know, wait a year or more for the next version of the TMS to be released and in order to obtain, you know, new functionality or new capabilities that they need right now. So a TMS that, that is architected in a way that it is always current, you know, so-called versionless is important, uh, along with the ability to add new functionality via you know, extensions as needed. And, you know, scalability matters too. Uh, you know, as many companies learned last year in, in 2020, you know, while some companies, uh, you know, experience a reduction in shipping volume due to the pandemic, uh, others experience, you know, large and, you know, unexpected surge in shipping volume. So, you know, the ability for a TMS to, to scale quickly and cost-effectively in response to growth in, in shipping volumes and processing needs, you know, is also important. Um, you know, Rob mentioned ecosystem, you know, connectivity. Uh, I, again, I think it's important there to recognize that transportation management systems do not exist in a, in, in a vacuum. Um, you know, you have to understand how a TMS interfaces with other solutions to streamline and automate the, the inbound and outbound supply chain processes. So, you know, these other solutions include not only other enterprise applications like warehouse management systems, yard management systems, and, and ERP, but also what, what I call on the edge of TMS uh, applications and, and solutions, you know, such as real-time freight visibility, digital freight brokers, um, carrier connectivity networks, and, and third-party data sources like real-time weather and traffic solutions that are now becoming, you know, incorporated as part of this, uh, you know, solution. So in fact, in a survey that we conducted with uh, supply chain executives in our Indago research community, which is a community of supply chain and logistics practitioners from manufacturing, retail, and distribution centers, uh, distributors, I should say, understanding integration requirements with other apps tied for first as the most important factor to ensure successful TMS implementation. So again, this ecosystem connectivity and how that's approached is, uh, is important. And just to quickly comment on optimization and user experience, you know, on the optimization front, you know, it used to be a lot of companies would say, you know, we'll, we'll get to optimization in phase two of our TMS implementation. Well, optimization is no longer optional for most shippers. It's, it's actually woven into, you know, the DNA of transportation management. 
And, you know, thanks to advancements in optimization technology and, you know, the almost limitless computing power that we now have, thanks to cloud computing, TMS solutions today can, can perform, you know, as Rob mentioned, you know, multi-mode, multi-leg optimizations very quickly. They're able to dynamically optimize as new orders or exceptions come in. And, and they also have self-tuning, you know, capabilities to make sure that the optimization is, continues to be aligned with the real world realities out there. And Rob's absolutely right, you know, with, with regards to user experience. Um, you know, that used to be the biggest complaint, uh, you know, with, with users in terms of the solution not being intuitive or requiring many clicks or many windows to get the job done. Um, the good news is that TMS user interfaces have become much easier to configure based on user roles and preferences today. And they're, they're more um, graphical in nature. They provide a consistent look and feel across the different platforms, whether it's desktop or mobile um, a device that you might be accessing the TMS from. Um, and, and they include features that you, you might see in, in consumer applications, right? So drag and drop capabilities and in-app messaging and notifications. So these are things that we're used to, you know, the way we are used to working with consumer apps, those types of things are, are making their way into TMS uh, applications as well. So why does user experience matters? Well, it matters because it leads to faster, more, more cost-effective training and, and improved productivity. Great, great points there, Adrian. I liked um, I liked a couple of those in particular, talking about you know the 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 use of cloud to to provide versionless software, and uh, and and your points around the user interface. And I think this all builds into a a, a wider enterprise technology trend towards consumerization, doesn't it? If you take the 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 iPhone, which is one of my favorite analogies, nobody really cares about what version. Of the software you're using, I think it's 16.2 or 16.3 at the moment. You just want it to work, and you want it to be as up to date as possible. And the user interface on on the iPhone is is so user friendly. So that for me, that consumerization elements really seep is seeping into enterprise technology in the way that it's it's not only architected, but the way that it's also delivered from a user interface perspective. So all all great points. And the other point there, which really interests me and, and rob has mentioned this to me in a couple of conversations offline before is the integration of these third-party data providers like 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 weather data uh, and i read an incredibly interesting article in forbes only this week um which said that the the weather data is is one of the most underrated data sets available um and it's underused but it's one of the most valuable so that's that's interesting that you pick up on that point too. Rob, back to you. Um, maybe you could just summarize and underline a couple of the key points from today's episode for our listeners today. Sure, um, James. Yeah, it, you know, in today's market, right, uh, the ever-changing transportation market, right, shippers need to be agile in order to compete, right? They need tools that can help them move forward and not hold them back. And that's why the architecture and technology that makes up an application is every bit as important as the functionality provided by that application. The need to consume and take action on third-party data is critical. The ability to plan and optimize across all modes of transportation is vital. And the need to provide a unified view of logistics operations for both users and partners is imperative. The ability to do all of those things and respond to a change as it happens is intrinsically linked to the underlying DNA of the application. Manhattan has the only TMS with the DNA of the modern era, and our TMS is the last you will ever need. 
Well, there we go. I think I think you've done done my job with the concluding statements there, Rob. Thanks very much. <laughs> On that very insightful note, that does indeed draw today's latest episode of the Nucleus of Innovation to an end. I'd like to thank our guests today, Adrian Gonzalez and Rob Schaefer, for some really fascinating and deep insight that has really helped bring the topic to life. And last but no means least, I'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. If you'd like to take part in any future episodes, do feel free to send us a DM via Twitter with a suggested topic. That Twitter handle you'll need is News, or you can reach us on LinkedIn if you'd prefer. If you've enjoyed today's episode and want to find out more about any of the topics discussed today, reach out on our social media handles, get in touch with Adrian or Rob directly on LinkedIn or via email. It's worth highlighting that there is a white paper in partnership with Adelante Research on this very subject, the the DNA of a modern TMS, and you will be able to find that shortly on manh.com website. Until next time, it's goodbye from Rob and Adrian. Goodbye. Goodbye. And it's a thank you from me for listening. Stay well, everyone, and join us again soon on the Nucleus of Innovation.